0: you will become more skilled in relationship management, decision-making, and job performance. Now, here's your host, your coach, and your Sherpa, Kingsley Grant. Here we go, here we go, here we go. This is your boy, Kingsley Grant, behind the Jamaican microphone. You say, Kingsley, Jamaican? Yes, this is a way of just saying, when you hear my accent, you're wondering, Maybe is there where is he from? I don't wanted to clear that up from the very beginning. Now if you listen to my show yesterday, I did not start this way because I wanted to just kind of lay the groundwork for where we're going. But this is how I normally start my, my past podcast and I wanted to take that personality piece with me. This is who I am. And, and so I wanted to share that with you. And And so I am from Jamaica, was born and raised there, migrated to the United States um, almost 40 years ago as of this recording. And, and so I just, you know, I just adapt to both as a Jamaican. So that's what I wanted to share up front. So if you hear my accent, that is what it is. And today we are going to talk about outdated leadership you got that outdated leadership so kingsley outdated can leadership ever be outdated well let me just kind of say this because i would agree in principle that leadership has always been around and will always be around it's never going to go away we're going to have it with us for you know who knows for until the end of time Because somebody has to lead and help give direction to where people need to go and help them to get there uh, faster or better and whatever else that needs to happen, someone has to be in leadership. So leadership then, it's something that we're going to have with us. But what's outdated is that some leaders are still doing leadership as they did 5, 10, 20 years ago. Because that's all they know. That's all they know. And and it's very difficult when you are faced with a new generation of people who had no idea that leadership was done the way you're now trying to do it. And you're trying to, to get them to do things. Isn't any wonder you're having some issues? Isn't any wonder people are kind of pushing back against that kind of leadership? Is it any wonder people are bailing out and leaving an organization, not because of the organization, but because of the leader? Have you ever been in a place where, you know, it's not that you have an issue or a beef with the organization, right? And I've been there. I've been there where, you know, it's a great organization, a great company. A great place to work, and what happened is, you as a person who is a high performer, and you are looking for challenges, and you are looking to put your best skills at work, and you're frustrated because the leader is basically using outdated method. He said, "King, said, what are outdated method?" Well. Let me give you a, a personal example here, if that's to make the point. Well, my dad, you know, he's deceased now, but I remember growing up in Jamaica way back in, in the time of Noah, if you know the name Noah, right, in, in the ark, way before the time. And now, just kind of putting that out there. But I, I remember my dad, he grew up with one method of leadership, and that was through discipline. It was a, a, a very rigid and, and hard um, kind of leadership where it's do as I say. It's not about sometimes modeling what I need to do, but it's do as I say. And if there's any kind of disagreement with what he said, oh boy. I mean, I paid the price. We, we, we as kids would pay for it because he was not the one that spear the rod and spoiled the child. He was not that kind. And my dad was very, was known to be that way. I mean, just not a whole lot of affection. And I, I don't fault him because my dad, his father died when he was about eight years old. And, and so my dad, being the oldest of the, all the children's siblings, had to go to um, to task at a very early age and and help his mom with his younger siblings because he was the oldest one. Eventually, he had to drop out of school, could not finish school because he had to help. And, and so what happened was to help his mom with his younger siblings, he had to take on a more of an authoritarian kind of leadership. And, and I know many people from the islands, even today, even today, because of our culture, and maybe some other cultures as well, where this dominant, aggressive, hard-nosed, rigid kind of leadership, and they want to take that into a, a, a place where people are wondering, where's that? You know, I've, how many times I've heard parents, for example, um, I'm sorry, children of parents from the islands living in the United States. Kids were born here. They're not used to the culture that their parents are kind of creating for them and pushing on them when it comes to leadership. And they want to use the method that they, as a parent, grew up with. And by the way, I raised both hands. That's what I did in the earlier stages of my parenting with my own kids. I took that from the island. And so what happened was is this disciplinarian kind of, of, of leadership. Is where you know parents were always right, never wrong, don't apologize, are not sensitive to your feelings. You cry, they'll say, "Do you? I, I'll give you something to cry about." Do you want something to cry about? Right, and, and and so what happened was, as children, I find we rebelled, and I see that happen sometimes, and in the workplace, that's true when you are taken a leadership style that you may have heard about or have had modeled for you into your own leadership, you're going to have people who are not used to that. They, they want to be connected. You are living in a time where we are living in a time where people are more about connecting, relationship. I read a statistics how many, about 47% of millennials in the workplace say they feel lonely. They feel lonely. And so what happened is what may work or have worked 10 years ago in leadership hasn't, is, isn't going to work today. The difference, my friend, is this. What is making a a shift, the paradigm, and that's why my new book that's coming out about the immortal intelligent leader addresses this idea. The shift is where leaders need to be, Higher in their emotional intelligence. Now it's really about knowing uh, is self, is, is self, um, having self awareness, right? Knowing yourself, self awareness with your own emotions and self management, and then social awareness and relationship management It's your ability to do that. That is a shift that's taking place, and if your leadership does not, um. Uh, interact, engage, um, does not have an emotional, intelligent element to in it, my friend, you're going to fail. My, my book, as I mentioned before, is entitled The Emo-Intelligent Leader, Succeed Where Others Failed. I make the case that leaders who failed in the past wish they knew what it is I'm now talking about in my book. Because, you know, think about, for example, and I will, a phone, right? A, a, a smartphone. Now, today we have cell phones. Now, phones have not changed over the years. Basically, phones are made to communicate. That's all the phone does. The main essence of a phone is about communication, right? Would you agree? Okay. So, what happened though, over the years, you look at phones, We have all kinds of phones. We have phones that have speakers, phones that have, you know, you can put your um, wireless, your Bluetooth headpiece on, you know, all kinds of way to to access. But simply, but stripped to the core, is about communication. But look at the different ways that cell phones or phones in general have now adapted to better connect. With the generation that they're trying to appeal to, now, and that's across the board. The automobile industry, automobiles are made for one thing: is for transportation. It's to get you from point A to point B. Automobile will not, that will never go away. Yes, we may have different kinds and different models. I agree. Maybe one day the flying car, but if it's still named an automobile, it's for one purpose transportation. But look at the different changes that have taken place in the automotive industry. Why shouldn't that be true? Why shouldn't that be true of leadership? And if you're trying to use, you know, a 1967 kind of leadership style in the year 2019, which is we are in right now, you're going to fail, my friend, because the majority of the people that you have working with you don't know that. What they do know is they want to be connected and and that's why I believe that the idea of being able to you know what what I call my the intelligence right intelligence is simply the art of succeeding where others failed is being able to look from a through a lens that says, you know, what if I build relationship and I partner?" with those that I'm trying to lead? What if I get to know them better? You know the whole business idea of know, like, and trust, right? That is what we hear often in business. I believe that's also true in leadership. Your people need to know, like, and trust you. You know, one thing I talk about in my book is the idea of vulnerability, Meaning that, how do you as a leader share your life? You see, past I an mean, old leadership style says don't share your life, don't connect, don't, because it's like if you become vulnerable, it's a sign of weakness. Oh, don't talk about your struggles. Oh, don't talk about the, the pain you're going Don't Don't talk about your your life. Separate the two. You're, you're who you are, keep it outside the door. Inside, you are the leader. Now, my friend, that is an old style, old outdated leadership. People want to know that you're real, that you are touchable, that you are, you know, you know, just you are a normal human being. They need to know that. So how do they get to know that? Well, the, out, the outdated style won't allow them in. It will close the door on that. People will say, you know, oh, uh, we have an open-door policy. What does that mean? It means we can come inside and sit down and, and hear. What, what, is, what does that really mean? I, I believe it should mean that we have an open-door policy, meaning that I'm an open book. Now, I, I I get it. Not every single thing you want to put out there because wisdom will dictate that. that you know that, right? Wisdom dictates that. But vulnerability is part of the new paradigm and i talk about that in my in my book quite a bit about how to be more vulnerable how to connect how to get your people to know like and trust you what is it they need to see and hear from you how do you model that okay how do you bring them into your world because when people get to know like and trust you as in the business world they do business with you Well, your people you're leading will do business with you when they know, like, and trust you. So if you're going to do leadership that is not outdated, you've got to find a way, my friend. You've got to find a way to connect with those you're leading. You've got to, you know, in my book I talked about, and you may not necessarily subscribe to this, but it's okay. But don't miss this idea. I talk about um, the Bible where Jesus, um, the Bible speaks about him kind of coming down and I love one translation that says this he came down in the neighborhood in the hood and he kind of kind of rolled his sleeves up and kind of hang out with the people i mean that was one of his leadership style that was criticized and because the others were like man they were doing outdated leadership he was doing a new way of leading he connected with his people i mean he, he you know he, he kind of rubbed shoulders with them he slept with his disciples, he fed them, he cooked for them, he washed their feet. You know, that I'm not saying you are to do all of that, but don't get don't miss the point. He was about connecting, and is it isn't any wonder his leadership is looked upon even today as a model of how to lead? He has done that, but not only him, right? Because you can look at Martin Luther King, the late Martin Luther King. He was doing this kind of leadership where he rolled his sleeve up and was right there with the people. And and there are a number of others, you know, Mother Teresa. I mean, you just name the people who are leaders today that stand out in your mind. I guarantee you'll see this kind of leadership where they're not leading from afar and have this gap between them and those they're leading. No, that's insecurity at work. That's fear leadership at work. That does not work today. It does not translate well in the current marketplace. So if you're going to be the leader that succeed where others failed, if you're going to be the leader that everyone loves and wants to follow, you've got to shed that outdated kind of leadership. It doesn't work. It won't work today. So If you're going to become more effective, remember, remember, I said yesterday. I hope you listened to my the past episode yesterday, where I talk about leadership that works, right? So, if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that episode. Um, the, The idea is that I see leadership as a skill, a craft. Okay, it's a collection of skills that make up leadership. It's not a position. It's not a title. It's a, a number of skills that create a leader, right? Without those skills, leadership means nothing. So I am all about saying this, that you are one skill away. You are one skill away from the kind of leader you need to be. And, and it's very important that you get your work on that skill, you know, I mentioned a number of those skills in my book, and, and I don't want you to to make sure—I want to make sure that you are—when um, my new book comes out, uh, by the end of March of 2019, if you're listening to this this episode after the fact, it will be available. I want you to be able to get a copy of that, and I, I want to, to know you to know, and whether you listen to this before the book release or after, I want you to have a copy— free so all you'll be responsible for is shipping and handling now if you are outside the united states i have to work on seeing how that's done right now it's only for those who are within the united states i can get you a free copy of the book Shipped to you and all you pay for is shipping and handling because I want this to be in your hand and I cover the idea of the skills of leadership and how to make it better, how to become a better leader and and that's what I want for you, my friend. So again, don't do like others who are failing or have failed did or is doing and that is practicing outdated leadership. That's mal. Practice, my friend. That's my practice. So we need to practice a new kind of leadership. And I believe that intelligence, right, which is uh, made up of two words, emotional and intelligence. And I believe it's the, um, what I call the intersection of taking the skills of leadership and emotional intelligence and putting them together. And when a leader is able to merge those two, and, and really marry those in their lives. And that's what I teach about, coach about, and consult about. And helping you become that kind of person. When you're able to do that, my friend, you will become the leader who everyone loves and wants to follow. You will become what I call the emoteligent leader. And that's what I want for you. So let's put aside the malpractice of outdated leadership. And let's begin to practice the leadership that works. Like I talked about yesterday in my podcast episode, you need to listen to that. So my friend, again, just wanted to update you on that and just to let you know if I can assist you in any way, if I can speak to your group, your staff, your leadership team in training, coaching, consulting, please do not hesitate to contact me. And the best way to contact me is go to my website at kingsleygrant.com, K-I-N-G-S-L-E-Y-G-R-A-N-T.com, and just connect with me. And let's talk about how we could arrange that because that's what I do, and I love to do that. One of my last, you know, um, workshop that I did on training, I did around the Emo Intelligent Leader I mean, the people, I was really impressed with the ideas I shared, why it is what's the differentiator. It is what it makes a difference. There are leadership presentations and emotional intelligence out there, presentations out there, and books. The difference about what I do, my friend, is marry the two. I create a hybrid of both, and that's what I present. So I look forward to um, hearing from you. Make sure you you give me uh, feedback on this episode through the, the, the comment section. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you can know when it's all been released. Don't miss an episode. And make sure I hear from you. Okay? So with that said, my friend, I'm going to close out my episode as I normally do my old podcasts, And I want to put that as part of my new podcast here. So with that said, my friend, peace out. God bless you. And I'll see you on the Flip side.